Alright, we are back with a brand new episode of Towel Light Talk. This is Casey. This is Chris. And it's been way too long. I'm not going to dwell on it. Sorry to hear it. Sorry for you guys. But we, you know, personal things happened. Um, This has been a busy year, 2016. (laughs) We know you miss us. I know, I know. They do. And you know what? We miss doing it. Honestly, we really do. That's the yeah. truth of the situation, actually. Yeah. So <laughs> we're we're back. We got a little bit more consistency in our lives. You settled down a little bit, so you should be able to kind of get these out to you guys more. But um like I said, I'm not gonna dwell on it, so let's get right into the show. First things up, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two dropped a trailer uh, a couple days ago. What did you think? Awesome. It was it was just funny, not really explained anything, just dwelled more on the humor. Um and just it really cracked me up. I guess um there's some there's some speculation of what happened in that trailer. Um but you know there wasn't a lot of substance and I I'm okay with that because it's just like it's such a romp of uh, through the galaxy of a good time. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. It, it is. It was a fun trailer. The trailers that I've been seeing lately, I believe, have been not that well made, and not really what I've been wanting. Now, do I want to see like full on? Like, I mean, it's a teaser. It's fine. I liked it. I had a good time. Music was fine. Um, but it was really a, a rehash of what we saw in the uh, in the teaser trailer um, like a month ago. So my biggest thing from this one was it was cool to see Mantis. I thought that that was neat in the introduction of her character, um, who apparently is a telepath if she touches people, which, you know, as everyone knows, the Guardians are pretty much the most unknown characters in the galaxy up until the movie came out. So I don't really know much about this character. I'm excited to see more about her, but I, I thought the trailer was fun. That's it. Obviously, all of us will be there opening night. That's not even a question. There's a part in the trailer where Drax is like pounding into that yellow cocoon thing. Supposedly, there's a lot of speculation about because something like that has shown up in the first movie. Adam Warlock. That it's Adam Warlock, yeah. Because it showed up in the first movie in the collector's uh, menagerie. And uh, so he's shown like going crazy pounding into it. So, I mean, if they introduce Warlock into this this universe, which I really believe they should, uh, it'll be pretty amazing, I think. I think they will. I think that... James Gunn has said that he doesn't want to show Thanos in this one. And if you're not going to show Thanos, then the only other connection that they're going to have to infinity war, Adam Warlock. And, you know, maybe he'll have that final gem possibly, which is, um, God, I can't remember what it is. Is it like a death gem or a life gem or something like that? I forget. There was a big review of the, of God. them when Doctor Strange had come out. So. Yeah, I know, and I looked at it too, and, and now I can't remember what it is. But, um, anywho, I I am excited what's going to happen, and, and I do really think it will be Adam Warlock will be shown in this movie because 
he's got heavy ties into the infinity, whatever they call it. Um, so yeah, you know, bring it on. Oh yeah. Can't wait for this movie. Um, another tiny tease that we got, uh, was that Luke Cage season two was announced. Um, no release date officially announced, but just know that a season two of Luke Cage is coming. Um, I mean, it broke Netflix when it came out. Literally. (laughs) It's just a big duh for me. I mean, every single one of these shows is getting a second season, at least probably a third and probably even more characters eventually. So, I mean, the Netflix Marvel world is, is just getting started and the more successful it is, you know, the, you know, it's just gonna it's gonna open up more possibilities in the future of these Marvel Knights characters. Um, it was funny today. I saw something online where somebody complained about these seasons are too long, and I, I I wanted to kind of ask you about that because I have noticed sometimes where it does kind of like slow down in the middle, but it's it's some of them. I mean, I don't mind that as much because it does concentrate on kind of two different arcs with one overarching story. So, I mean, I appreciate that, but what do you think? Do you think sometimes it gets kind of drawn out or do you think it should just stay where it is? The Netflix series? Hmm? Aren't you long? I read this. I read a comment online about that. I'm just asking you a a question. Well, you, you know, my stance on syndicated shows like arrow Uh those that i think that they they go on too long agents of shield and stuff that they could they could go down to 13 episodes um for the introduction to these characters that we don't know that well i believe that 13 episodes is fine i i I mean i really like i don't think it's too long could it be better with 10 episodes I, I can't tell you. Like, I don't know. Like, I know the Defenders is only eight, but that's episodes with pre-established characters that we've already met. And you would imagine that they're going to get to the point real quick. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? The first episode may be, hey, who are you? Hey, who are you? I don't get along with you. I don't get, oh, shit, there's something, you know, the hand's coming. And then we got to band together, you know? So, I don't know. I don't think so. I think that the 10, sorry, the 13 episodes is fine. Um, less than that. It just depends on the character. I guess maybe season two, like Daredevil. I love season two. I like absolutely loved it. Could you have shaved off one episode and maybe threw away some of the wonkiness that happened? Probably. You know what I mean? Maybe not gone so far in depth into the Punisher stuff. If you knew you were just going to go and do a season of him, but at the same time, I fucking love Punisher and I yeah. loved Electra. So I can't, I don't know. You, you know what I mean? It's like you want to see these shows, but you only want 10 episodes at a time. I mean, I don't know. Fuck yourself. Yeah. Just watch it and enjoy it and quit complaining. Be glad that you have that on television. When have we ever thought in a million years that we were going to see that on television? No, I agree. Um, and I do, you know, as much as I get is the episode gets wonky and like you said, you could shave maybe an episode off the same time when you set and when you end with that last episode, you want more. So it's just like, why would you want to want to cut it down? So, yep. Um, I know we've talked about it before, 
but do you believe that we will be seeing uh, three seasons, well, three TV shows per season? I don't. I don't see why not. Okay. I see. We're definitely getting two now. Maybe not every year we'll get three, but maybe the way the calendar year, like maybe we'll get one every every four months, you know, like something like that. But sometimes it'll be spaced into like three in a year, two in a year. It just really depends on the release calendar. So, yeah. I mean, no matter what, we're going to get them every four and a half months probably. Yeah, I just think that next year, I believe that we'll see Iron Fist. Then we know in the summertime, we're going to be seeing Defenders. I can't see us not probably then going into, I don't know, probably Punisher, because it's also filming yeah. right now. So yeah. next year. Definitely, definitely all three of those next year. There's no and doubt. The year after that, it's like you would not really want to put Danny Rand off again. So it's like, would you do four? That would be Daredevil Season 3, Jessica Jones Season 2, Luke Cage Season 2, and then Iron Fist Season 2. What I would maybe... what, Punisher Season 2? <laughs> no, you know, instead of maybe, maybe we see a Heroes for Hire season before we see the like a second season for Luke Cage and, and Iron Fist. Maybe Luke Cage season two is Heroes for Hire. You know, that that I would rather see than another standalone season for Luke Cage. Maybe mm-hmm. um, to start establishing those two as best friends, and I could see that being a major theme of that. Um, but we'll see. I mean. We got to see where Defenders leaves us. We got to see where Iron Fist leaves us. So I think it would be kind of cool that Daredevil get, continues on with his own show, and Jessica Jones continues on with her own show. But Luke Cage and Iron Fist past Defenders, they're together forever. Yeah. You yeah. know, because like they they are <laughs> like they they have to be, and yeah. then. You know, we just start to really see the meld of the the universe where Luke Cage and Jessica Jones hook up. Mm-hmm. That baby, Luke Cage goes off, joins the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, <laughs> things that need to happen <laughs> as um, as the Marvel Cinematic Universe continues into like the second decade. Right. Uh, continuing to speak about Netflix and Marvel, um, you know, a little bit of a blend there. We learned recently that the Inhumans are coming to ABC as a television series with the first two episodes being shown in IMAX. They will be shot in IMAX. It will be, you know, even though we're not getting that, you know, Inhumans movie, we actually kind of are because it will be a two hour or hour and a half movie of those first two episodes um, not only that, the showrunner, uh, sorry, the showrunner will be Scott Buck, who is currently the showrunner on Iron Fist. So, couple questions: Are you excited to see the Inhumans show up on the big screen, and then later on uh, on the small screen? Are you excited to see it go to ABC? And with Scott Buck showrunning both a Netflix series and an ABC series. 
will we be seeing some of that world blending or world building that you like to say? The answer to the first question is, I think it's, I think it's pretty amazing that they've decided to go this route. I was a little bit worried when Inhumans was taking off the schedule. I really didn't understand why, especially with the fact that Inhumans were being introduced in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. No matter how you feel about that show, um, they did, they took a major step by doing that. Um, when I, you know, I was really blown away by this, this kind of unprecedented formatting that they're going to be using to, you know, like you said, it is like making a human's movie for the theater, which, you know, those first two episodes will really use the technology and then to push the technology into the TV show. Um, it's cool as well. I mean, it really had like we've had a discussion with with the nerd group and everything. It really has to be impressive to get these characters right to do them justice. Can ABC do that? I hope so. ABC is owned by Disney, so at this point, it would be really neat to see an, a network station like that step it up with a series like this and actually put out something of quality and something of um super superhuman you know scale i mean this is i mean the idea of the inhumans the the graphics and everything else involved in that i mean that has a, that's that's some pretty you know big cgi and and effects and i'm wondering you know why something like this wasn't brought to netflix instead so I, I, I mean, I, kinda, I it was a it was a money thing because, like you said, Disney owns, um, it owns ABC, and until that deal goes through, which I do think this deal will go through, and I think I've written about it, um, where Netflix and Disney will merge, or Disney will buy Netflix, just like AT and T bought. Uh, what do they yeah, buy? Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers bought AT and T. No, the other way around. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I believe that with that mega conglomerate, you know, conglomeration happening, that I wouldn't be surprised that you know we're seeing a lot more Disney stuff show up on Netflix now. I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, ultimately do that. But anyway, that being said. Um, Budgetary constraints are going to plague that show uh, being on an ABC, you know, just Medusa's hair alone. is like, <laughs> You know, we've come a long way from spawn 1997 spawn where the Cape was a living entity, but her hair is a living entity, you know, and we got to see that, um, you know, I, mean, but I just want to say like, it's more it's more effects than even Doctor Strange's cape. You know, it's like it's a it's a you've got to pull this off right. Um, I also wanted to bring up the point. I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's we, I talked about this at my comic shop the other day. It's like remember when Vin Diesel talked about a role that he that Marvel <laughs> he had with Marvel outside of playing Groot that where it didn't require him to talk, and I was speculating that it's Black Bolt. Can you imagine like if he still has this role and Vin Diesel is involved in a TV show, like, like, I mean, it could happen. I mean, this is, this is something that 
he had the role for. And it's not like they weren't really planning on humans at that point or where to take it. So, I mean, if that's, I mean, to talk about budget, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a lot right there in the first place. Vin Diesel would be the budget. <laughs> I mean, if you're paying, what is it, like $10 million an episode of Game of Thrones or something like that, Vin yeah. Diesel probably gets somewhere close to that for a fan, uh, a Fast and the Furious role. And, I, you know, a triple X, no. Uh, uh, what's his name? Riddick, he actually produced the last movie with his own money. But still, the fact of the matter is, he's no rock, but he is a huge actor. And if he decided to play back, uh, Black Bolt, that right there does lend a lot of gravitas to that show. Like, being shot in IMAX... God knows who they're going to get to direct that episode. You know, like, what if they got, like, Michael Bay? (laughs) (laughs) Who just stated that he'll never direct a Marvel DC movie, but then comes and does it. (laughs) He didn't say that. (laughs) No? Quote, and I actually thought this was very interesting. He will never direct a pre-established character. Like, he won't direct a sequel. He didn't say he wouldn't direct a movie. So I bet you... Because I'm, and we're going to talk about Transformers 5 later, but. Oh, hell yeah. I have said this forever that I wish Michael Bay would direct a Marvel movie. And I I could see Michael Bay. I mean, he directs the fucking uh, Victoria's Secret swimsuit television <laughs> show. And obviously he likes doing that. And like, that's how he got his, that's how he became a director is directing music videos and directing Victoria's Secret ads. But I could see him taking an Inhumans or taking like some, you know, Captain Marvel, even though I think they'll give that to a female director. But, you know, I think I could see something like that happening and it it could be pretty insane. As long as there's lots of explosions with Black Bolt's one word. I don't think he, I mean, he could just blow up a planet, you know, and call it. Bayheim. That's right. Bayheim. So. Yeah, I mean, we're excited. I hope that it does well. We'll keep you posted on don't forget to tell.com as well as on the podcast, you know, whatever news comes from that. But 10 episodes I, max. <laughs> I really do hope so. Like, especially on a show that could potentially be of that scale and size, it could be the Game of Thrones of ABC. And I know that sounds crazy, but like, it really could. And if they're smart, even though I don't like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I've stopped watching it, they would mix in the characters of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. into the show somehow to really make it more, you know, they used to say it's all connected. They dropped that pretty damn fast after the ratings dropped on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Peggy Carter got canceled. (laughs) They did that to themselves. Yeah. Yeah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is much better this season. Because they were smart about it, finally. Yeah, they added Ghost Rider. They added a Marvel Knight. That's right. Um, all right, final piece of little Marvel news is that Spider-Man Homecoming trailer is going to be attached to Rogue One. You said we weren't talking about Rogue One. I said that we At all. mentioned something. <laughs> Guys, you know, we're shooting this on December 6th. Uh, so in a week, oh, is it two weeks? Ten, ten days. Ten days. Um, we're going to see no, Rogue One. Nine, nine days. <laughs> but we will talk about it 
on the next episode that we record, which will be in a week, which you guys will probably hear on Rogue One Day, which is technically a Thursday, even though they say it's Friday. But it's like, why don't you just call the release Thursday? I never understood like how the money works, especially because in California, they're three hours behind. So when I go to see it at seven, it's actually four o'clock on a Thursday for them. I just just say the movie comes out on Thursday because it does. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It, uh, it, it never made any sense to me. Now you're showing seven o'clock shows. Yeah. Midnight shows. It's like, it's, you move the time. Like, the midnight I'm show seeing, makes sense. That's the next day. But yeah. not a 7 p.m. show, which is when I'm seeing it. Like, do the Thursday sales. <laughs> like, and then take the stats from that and then do the Friday to Sunday sales. <laughs> if you want to do it that way. See how much money a movie makes on a Thursday. I mean, you do it anyhow. Yeah. So just say it comes out. But Thursday, um, December fifteenth, exactly. All right, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Spider-Man: Homecoming. What do you do? You remember what they showed when they showed it at Comic Con? Their their trailer. I don't. No, I don't. We, we I didn't see it. We didn't see it. We didn't it, see it. Actually, coincidentally, didn't link uh, leak anywhere. But basically, it was like a John Hughes trailer. Like it started out, I think, with like people's faces um, from the yearbook, like Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, like their uh, Jeremy Renner, like their actual yearbook faces. <laughs> and um, then it went into in high school and it was Peter Parker doing some nerdy shit. And then <laughs> it was like, it was like a, a John Hughes movie. And then it got into like Spider-Man doing some Spider-Man type stuff. But it was very funny, I guess, and cute, and that's all I want to see. Honestly, Spider-Man's my favorite superhero. Um, even though it, it's, yeah, I just want to say, I mean, he really, they really established that character as a as a totally different character than we've seen in those movies in civil, like in Civil War when they brought him out. Yeah, and and it's like it's really exciting to see them treat the character as a kid. And him be funny and quippy, and I mean, I just love this this merger, and I think it's going to be a great thing for the future of uh, of movie making, especially in this, you know, with hopefully more mergers to come. Yeah, actually, you know what? I haven't written it on the show notes, and okay, you know, I'm excited about the Spider-Man thing and it it being attached to Rogue One, even though it will probably come out next week you know, Monday. Um, that being said, Kevin Feige did come out last week and, and say officially that there is no deal happening with uh, X-Men and Marvel. Um, he did not say there's no deal happening with Fantastic Four and Marvel. And Kevin Feige is a guy who chooses his, world, his words very wisely uh, what he says is always calculated and even like if he's in front of something that might be bad quote unquote press he always spins it in a really good way like there was a lot of flack when they were talking about how there was not enough female superheroes and he was saying how like you know well we do have Black Widow and she should be getting her own movie and blah 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 anyways he did it in a good way would you want to see the Fantastic Four in Infinity War as the only logical 
place to put them unless you put them in a standalone. Of course. I mean, I don't want to see the latest quad. <laughs> I would like to see a new casting and a more, I would say, it's not that I didn't like that movie, I but I didn't like that movie. So I would rather Nobody's see something. That movie. I mean, it, the movie is what it is, and it's and if you look at it from a certain point of view, uh, it's not horrible. Um, but they really, I think, what Fox is going to do, you know, if Fox is going to reboot their X Men, that's fine. Reboot your X Men world, give Marvel Fantastic Four because really, it's it's where it belongs. Um, don't try to build your own world with these characters. Don't try to do your own crossovers. Do some fan service. And maybe eventually, you know, we can see the rest of your, you know, the properties merge. But yeah, I mean, Fantastic Four would be a really, really neat addition to Infinity War, especially if you use like Reed Richards' intellect. And, you know, I just, I, man, especially, especially with, um, especially with Silver Surfer. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge part too. I mean, it's like, you want to see these these characters exist within the storylines that they that that they um, were originally written in. So it's it would just be a really cool fan service to see that happen. It'd be cool. Um, I'm worried that if if they did it, there'd be some stupid people who like don't get it, <laughs> like don't get like there's a guy who like can turn into a flame and they're like who's that i've never seen him in a iron man movie okay um, i'm sorry but but if there's if they're somewhat intelligent they have at least seen the previous three fantastic four movies that have come out in the last 10 years uh, so, fan four stick is what it's called actually and, yeah exactly and if and if they're really a comic book fan then they'll know what's going on if not go do some fucking homework and shut up. <laughs> like, um, I mean, seriously. I mean, come on. I know. I know. I'm just being devil's advocate. I know you are, but it's like, it's the Fantastic Four. Once the, the first thing you're going to see or hear is somebody saying it's clobbering time and it's over. So I would be down. Um, would you want to see the fan or the X Men show up? Not in Infinity War. Okay. I would want. I want to see them first. Uh, I want to see them end this, end this current world that they they have right now. It's over. Then I want to see them rebuild it, and somehow tie Deadpool into it because it's very easy to do that since you have a new Colossus anyhow. Um, Deadpool could exist in a new X Men world, so I think that's an easy thing to do. And after spoiler to kill off Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart. It's about time to move on. So all right. Let's uh move it's on for, to... it's time for a new Wolverine. A different Wolverine. Though I would argue that if we saw another old man Logan show up, I wouldn't complain even once. <laughs> no. No, like if I, he was like the continuing string between the two um, studios. That'd be like, nice. that would be awesome. <laughs> I love Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, yeah. but I would also like to see them 
do it a little more comic accurate as well. If they're yeah. going to do it again. So that's it. Tom, Tom Hardy. Hashtag Tom Hardy for Wolverine. <laughs> it's time to make that jump, buddy. Um, yeah. let's, let's jump, speaking of which, to the other side of the pond. Um, not a lot of DC news has come out recently. Um, but they did have a massive crossover on the CW with their um, Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow. You know, uh, I guess we should have said spoiler alerts or spoiler alerts now. We'll go into it a little bit. They just give you know, your reactions. Like, did it work? How was it compared to past crossovers? Like, what are your thoughts? I absolutely loved it. I mean, it was... It's. <laughs> I don't even know what else to say besides that. The character dynamics were great. Um, the way they handled time travel within those, you know, within it was great. Like they just tied in everything so well, um, including cleaning up the whole fairies and assholes storyline. <laughs> um, finally, I was like, if they don't solve this by the end of this crossover, I'm gonna be pissed. But they yeah. did, and like it was, you know. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was such a like the episode Arrow. It's like one of the best episodes of Arrow I've ever seen. It was. It's, it was. Um, Supergirl. The Supergirl episode was great. And then for they, a Supergirl episode. For a Supergirl not episode. For a crossover episode. But it was a smart way to do it because you really can't bring all those characters in, I guess, right away. Um, they could have done that. Right. They could have done it from the beginning. Don't even say that. They could have, I guess. But the I breach mean, could have happened right in the first five minutes. I liked it that it was contained to three episodes. I really felt that it was it was tight and and it was it was a strong way of doing it. Because um, you, I don't know. I I just I just really think it's cool. And then um, get her getting that little portal device at the end is a really neat way to say, hey, she could show up anytime, you know. And yeah, I thought that was great. Um, my wife was like, why didn't they bring over Martian Manhunter? Which I thought would have been kind of cool. Maybe too many aliens in the kitchen. But um, the, yeah, you're right about the arrow, seeing Deathstroke again, seeing her, like the parents. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was. It was emotional. It was. It was emotional and it was like exactly what that show needed. And they've been doing a good job is like literally every single episode is about getting back to their roots. And that was a culmination of how did we get started? <laughs> Here we are. And I, I thought it was great. Like that was my favorite one though. The legends one was also really good. Um, <laughs> I mean, all of them were good, but like flash, I feel like that was the most quintessential. Like you had to have been watching flash in order to watch this crossover, because mm-hmm. if you didn't understand that Barry's an asshole and he fucked up with flashpoint, like that was strewn throughout the whole thing. And if you didn't see it, it's kind of like, why are they referring to this? Why is Cisco mad at him? Like, Mm -hmm. so, you know, for that, it was like, you kind of had to be a flash fan, but it was, it was a lot of fun. And, um, I really hope that in the springtime, we see one more because I, I feel like they could do it. And I think, didn't they do it last year or maybe I'm wrong where they did two crossovers. Um, I might be wrong. Maybe they I don't think it, it wasn't like the big crossover event, but they, they had, I think they, they had characters show up. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, those are the kind of things that they really need to take advantage of in these shows now, are like a character or two showing up in the other show. You know, um, you know, spoiler alert with Kitty Cassidy signing a four year, like a four show deal. What does this mean for, there's some major things I think are going to happen here with Flashpoint and whatnot. So, I mean, there's, there's, I, I have no doubt that there's some great things down the road still to come. So I don't want to go into it too much because I, I know too much already. So, um, there's just some really, really great opportunities for world, our favorite thing, world building to come. So I, um, I did want to say that Mick had the best lines in that last episode. Mick always has the best lines. He always does, but he was like just talking about, he was hitting on Supergirl. He was <laughs> like, <laughs> Being a complete asshole, I burned my family alive. Now I like to play with fire. I was like, "Well, there you go." It was he was. Excuse the phrase, on fire the entire time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're excused. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, the fact that his character is a hero main character on this show is one of the best aspects of that of that whole thing. I think it's just like. It, yeah, Dominic Purcell is is amazing in that show. So, and I only wish that my buddy Captain Cold would come back, but unfortunately, he's not. But, yeah, well, keep wishing, buddy. Maybe your your wishes will come true. So, speaking of wishes, it's time to take a little bit of a break, <laughs> and you guys can wish upon one of these other podcasts that you should be listening to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? (laughs) Well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions right again! Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Uh, Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. All this top 40 music is so boring. Jeez, I sure wish I had something geeky to listen to. Well, I've got just the thing for you, stranger. 
Who are you and how did you get in my house? Don't even worry about that. If you're looking for the latest, greatest, and geekiest podcasts around, you should check out Those Geeks You Know. Those Geeks You Know? Wow. Three friends talking about comic books, movies, TV shows, all the things that I geek out about. But seriously, you got to leave now. Be sure to check out Those Geeks You Know on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also like us on Facebook and Twitter and tell everybody that you know. You, you got to leave. I called the cops. We're back. And let's get into the Mummy trailer. I told you guys we we're going to talk a little bit about some more trailers. <laughs> what did you think Tom Cruise... Is Tom Cruise dead in this movie? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Well, first off, this trailer kind of caught me by surprise because I'm sitting there watching football the other night and all of a sudden they show Tom Cruise and I immediately identify the movie as The Mummy. I was like, what is this? Uh, it's The Mummy trailer. Yeah. And I just got super excited and then, you know, We'll talk about this in a second, but they showed Russell Crowe, which I had to think back to, like, why is he in this movie? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so it just it, it caught me by surprise, and I was super, super excited all of a sudden for this movie to come out. Yeah, I thought this trailer was awesome. It, you know, it was a teaser. It didn't show you much about the plot. Um, you know, just... That that action sequence on the plane was really really neat, but seeing Russell Crowe, I flipped out a bit because I know, and we'll talk about it in a second, like who he's going to be. Um, that chick who was in um, Kingsman, you know, as the mummy. But by like I said at the beginning, was like I think Tom Cruise is the mummy because here's so here's what it is: Alex Kurtzman. And I believe Roberto Orsi, but definitely Alex Kurtzman, who those two guys wrote the Amazing Spider-Man movies. They wrote the new. Um, Don't even list what they do. They do. They do they've so done a lot. Much. They've done a lot. They produce a lot. They're like <laughs> one of the new hottest people um, as far as like producing groups. Anywho, they they decided that they're going to go and do um, Universal Monsters, but as a shared cinematic universe so universal monsters meets the avengers and with that they announced previously that russell crowe would be dr shackle mr hyde um tom cruise would be in the mummy but now i'm thinking he is the mummy he dies in that airplane crash oh i think so because he shows up on that table on the Mm. yeah i i think he's dead undead and then also um you know, Javier Barden possibly could be Frankenstein. And then Johnny Depp is signed on to be the Invisible Man. So that just leaves um, the Wolfman. Uh, previously, uh, Luke Evans was in Dracula Untold, and that was supposed to be the first step into that world. But it didn't make any money. People hated it. So, like, they recently came out and said, no, Ooh. that's not happening. Which... I actually thought that movie looked like complete garbage. And when I watched it, I really enjoyed it. It might've been a really low expectation, but I thought that movie was actually a lot of fun. I put it off. I just, we just watched it a month ago and I, I really liked it too. It was good. Yeah, it was good. So I was actually really excited that it might 
be, and now I'm pretty pretty bummed out, man. Yeah, so that just came out the other day that they, they confirmed that he it's not part of that universe. So now it's like, we have to get a Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. We have to get a Wolfman. We have to a get creature. a Dracula. And that was what, what I was going to say is, and, and I've been saying this for years, the creature is my favorite. And it's, it literally boggles my mind that we have not seen a Creature of the Black Lagoon movie in 60 years. Like, how do you have a universal monster, but you don't see a movie? Yeah, he's shown up in Monster Squad. And that's it? I mean... <laughs> that doesn't exactly count. I know. It's just super... Well, the production design does because it looks amazing, but... Oh, of course. Of course. It's just weird. So hopefully they decide to throw him in there, but I don't think they will. But anyway... He was a side tra- character. Trailer's awesome. Um, it's cool that they're establishing that world. And I, I would imagine with Tom Cruise headlining it and the way that that trailer looked that it's going to make a shit ton of money and it's going to really be a good launch for that franchise. So, good stuff. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Um, Once Brendan Fraser doesn't show up. That's it. Right, right. Maybe he'll have a cameo. Even though he would technically be like 90 in that movie. <laughs> he would actually be 90. Yes. Um, the other thing, Who knows yeah. how old that guy is? Oh, yeah. He's Encino, man. He's timeless. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, another trailer that we got. Uh, He's a Highlander. Oh, we don't even want to go in there. Um, <laughs> the other thing that we got uh, trailer-wise was Transformers 5 that dropped today. Uh, uh, about Michael Bay. You you tell me your thoughts. I'll tell you mine. I another tra- trailer dropped while I'm watching football. It just makes my life even better. Um, it's I I don't know if like I'm just taken by surprise by these trailers, but you run a geek website. You know these trailers are coming. <laughs> I don't pay attention to that anymore. I'm sorry, I'm playing Final Fantasy 15. And... <laughs> All right. Well, I know they're coming, but I'm, go on. I live in a fake world right now. Um, yeah. So, I am more excited for this Transformers movie than I have been for any Transformers movie. Um, I don't know. It's just the way the trailer was cut. The music. Anthony Hopkins just talking. You know, I was just watching Westworld this week. So, I mean, that could have something to do with my psyche. Um, The fact that all the characters are... Most of the characters coming back from all the movies. Unicron. I don't know. It it I'm just kind of ready for a, a new Transformers movie that um, looks to be kind of evil. This is what I'm going to say. This is Transformers, the never-ending franchise. Hell and yeah. This, this is coming <laughs> from somebody who... I'm a pretty big Transformers fan. The first movie remains to be one of the best cinematic experiences of my life. But quite honestly, this is like, can we just like, this is too much. Like Michael Bay, get off this franchise for the love of God. You shouldn't be directing five Transformers movies. Your talents can be used otherwise. And like, even though I kind of like those shots of back in the day, like world war two and, the Knights, uh, you know, Arthur thing. And I like that, you know, it was like, 
I go, oh, is this Unicron? Okay, that's crazy. But at the same time, I just don't care. I'm sure I'll watch it. I'm sure I'll enjoy it. But I watched the last movie one time in the theater, which compared to the six times that I saw the first one, and like even part two, I saw quite a bit too. It's just like, it just needs to be a different director. And I'm hoping that this movie does inject some new blood. But I know the next Transformers movie is a Bumblebee solo film. And I just am like, like, really? Like, obviously then, you know, Optimus Prime isn't going to kill him in this movie. Not that I thought he would, but it's just, I don't know. I just don't care enough. I think I think what this movie needs to do is wrap up Michael Bay's career on Transformers. And I think that's what it looks like as well. It really kind of looks like the last rodeo. I mean, you bring in all the characters. You see Optimus Prime going kind of crazy. Yeah. The word last is in the title. I know that's a little speculative, but <laughs> I I would hope that he can give us like a really badass final directed Transformers movie that all the nerd boys are gonna fucking hate on, but they're gonna be first in line to watch it anyhow. Oh yeah. Um and then like you and I we can just enjoy it. I mean, like you, I haven't watched the fourth Transformers movie more than once. I would watch it again. I mean, I did enjoy it. Um, and I think that I could probably sit through it. The second and third ones, I'm not huge fans of. But like you said, the first one, I mean, these movies, they, they're they fun. Don't get me wrong. All right. They're not James Bond. They're not Fast and the Furious. They don't, they can't, they can't live on and on and on, you know, with. Well, that's not, I mean. <laughs> The, their plan is to... I mean, it's a multi-billion dollar franchise at this point. I know, I know. And they've created a writing Robert, team. A monster. Robert, Robert Kirkman was actually part of it mm-hmm. for a little bit um, to, to create a cinematic universe that's just Transformers. And eventually, which actually does get me excited, G.I. Sure. Joe... Mm-hmm. And Micronauts and Mask and ROM, which is what they're doing at IDW Comics. That has me excited. And if I see sprinklings, like if I saw if I saw The Rock show up in that Transformers movie at the end, I'd lose my goddamn mind. Like if he shows in as whatever his name is, Bricklayer or whatever the fuck his name is from uh from G.I. Joe or Channing Tatum is Duke Channing. <laughs> Listen, they can just reboot G.I. Joe if you're gonna go that way. But um yeah, I mean that's that That's listen, Fast and the Furious meets G.I. Joe and I'm there. There you go. <laughs> get get fresh with it and give us something like that instead of, you know, another sequel after this. That's know? that's all I'm saying. Like I just I wanna see that type of universe come out mm-hmm. of the Transformers. It's not to say like I've seen all of them and I've enjoyed yeah. all of them. And I bet you anything, I'll see this movie and I'll love it. Or at least really like it enough to go, okay, that was fine. I didn't waste my money. But just that trailer alone, I was just kind of like, this is tired. And I I really hope they can inject some new life into this franchise. Yeah, I mean, I've never regretted paying 20 bucks to see it in IMAX. Mm -mm. It's one of the best. It's really the only way to see it. It's the best yeah. IMAX, one of the, some of the best IMAX 3D experiences, you know. So, 
I'm 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 excited, and you know, it comes out next year. Yeah. I mean, it's it's buried <laughs> under a ton of other great movies next year. So I mean, it's gonna have to do some work, I think. So. Um, one great movie that I there you go. Really that right yeah, yeah, add, add in right now. It uh, so the, the next thing I wanted to talk about um, is Fox putting out a new Alien movie, Aliens Covenant, um, or is it Alien Covenant? Now that I think about, it. I think it's Alien Covenant. Yes, it, so it, it is. The poster one alien. <laughs> Is the, yeah, is a xenomorph coming out of the shadows, and it literally just says "run." My, that's, that's what I would do. God, like this poster is, it's classic xenomorph. It you know it doesn't look like the hybrid at all. It looks like they just said, "Hey, let's take big chap, let's let's bring that guy back, put him in a poster, and and like they 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 have it coming out. They moved it up." It, I think it's coming out in March now. Hell yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Like, this is... No, I've waited, I've waited too long already, so... Yeah, it's, 100 and, it's 162 days away. Oh, my so, God. Six months, half a year. I mean, um, they're, they're, this xenomorph is supposed to be a new type of xenomorph, but, I mean, it looks like the classic, so... Please, please. Maybe just, it's got wings, I don't know. Who cares? Like that crazy toy we have when we were kids. Um, you know, I, I I don't even know what to say. I just want to see this movie now. <laughs> Waited too long. I mean, it's mm-hmm. been... When was it? Resurrection? Because <laughs> they don't even count those Alien vs. Predator movies, though we should. I mean, there was were xenomorphs, but... The first one. This one's fine. Which one? Alien vs. Predator. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, that's fine. I I love. I'm Prometheus. sorry. Is it rated R? No, it's PG thirteen. Exactly. I don't give a right. shit. But I love Prometheus. Um, a lot of people. Hey, I don't know what people's problem with that movie is. I just think that they wanted it to be alien, and when you watch the documentary and you hear that Fox had commissioned, I think John Spates to do an alien prequel. And that's how he was writing it. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, let's throw Damon Linden off in here. Let's make it make no sense. Like that's where like, you know, you get one step forward into aliens and then two steps backwards explaining the engineers. And I can understand that criticism, but at the same time, it was just so, you know, it was it yet again. I'm just changing the title of this episode to be world building because that's what it did to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it really did expand upon that mythology. But that being said, let me, let's see that classic Xenomorph and let, let's see that scene kill some people. I agree. Um, I think that we, we knew the engineers from the <coughs> very first alien movie where all of this stemmed from. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, if you read the dark horse comics, the, the, the crossovers they're doing, including the engineers, are 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 pretty amazing in in my eyes. I mean, I love, I love every single one of those Fire and Stone and the Life and Death ones now. Um, so, you know, coming out of that movie, the engineers just they they solidified their their spot in that universe in my eyes, and I just I really like 
the way that you know really scott made that movie and it's a beautiful movie and it, it was it was great 3d you know it was just the it was a cinematic experience and you know i'm sorry that people didn't like it but at the same time don't don't hate you can't hate it I, it's a it's a good movie i think a lot of people when they actually go back and watch it again with a a fresher set of eyes, not with the expectation that they're going in for an alien prequel, do appreciate it. I, I hear a lot more praises than criticisms of it. And most of the time, the people who criticize it are, I thought this was going to be a prequel to Alien. And it, and it is, but it's not the one that you thought it was in your brain. So speaking of comic book stuff, um, Valiant uh, Comics, Valiant Entertainment, is going to be relaunching the Exo Manowar series next spring. Uh, they did their 50th issue. It was huge. It was epic. And now they're going to go and uh, bring about a reboot of that series, um, which I think is pretty awesome. Um, you know, they've, that's their iron man like that's their spider-man you know what i mean that's in many ways the face of valiant and he deserves to get a uh to get a reboot so pretty excited to see that um he's going to be taking the adventure to space and they even have a really cool kind of a star wars mock-up cover <laughs> uh for it which i thought was neat yeah i mean I'm definitely going to, I've always wanted to read the series. I've always been interested in the characters. So I think that it's a great jumping on point. I think that's something that Valiant does really well. Um, making their books accessible to new readers. Um, and also, I mean, Matt Kent is one of my favorite writers. He's been solid for Valiant. Um, so yeah, why not? I mean, I'll be there day one. Yeah, and I mean, Robert Venditti really laid some good material um, with his run, which is kind of insane. 50 issues is a, is a huge run. Um, and yeah, I'll tell you what, I had not read it um, for a long time. Like, I got in uh, about halfway through, but Jesus Christ, it's so good. <laughs> and I think you'd like it. I think because yeah. it really is... Highlander meets, I mean, I want to say Guyver, but I, I guess I'll just say Iron Man only in the sense because he has this suit, but it's not like that because it's so violent too. I mean, it is, it is, oh man, it's good comic. I, I think you really enjoy it. So yeah, I like Venditti as a writer. I think that, you know, I've always liked his stuff. Um, so it, Maybe I'll have to go back and read some trades. Definitely. Yeah, or you can just borrow mine. Um, Word. In other Valiant news, they are going to be taking their Dr. Mirage series uh, to the CW. Um, ironically enough, not a Greg Berlanti <laughs> uh, comic book property, but... Don't bullshit me. You know he'll be involved. Well, they do have <laughs> iZombie. They do have iZombie, and that's not Berlanti, but... It's kind of crazy. Like CW is really turning into a comic book network. You know what I mean? It's like you have your supernatural and your the hundred and you know, the other like vampire diaries and shit. But more often than not, every single day you have a comic book show. (laughs) Sometimes days multiple, 
like I don't know where the Doctor Mirage series is going to fit in, but you know it's probably going to be on one of the days with the Flash and Arrow and everything else. So it, it's kind of awesome. Um, Riverdale. Oh my god, yeah, Riverdale, which I actually am super excited about. That comes out in January, but I am excited about this because the Doctor Mirage comic is kind of weird. Um, the wife of Dr. Mirage is corporeal, whereas Dr. Mirage is a ghost and yet they continue their relationship and go on adventures. And, you know, so there's like that element, um, which is kind of crazy to begin with. And then, um, you know, the writer of Annabelle, which I thought was kind of crazy. Uh, Gary Dopperman is the one who's going to be actually writing it. So it's, it's weird. It also falls under the CBS umbrella because technically CBS owns CW. It's, you know, it's kind of just neat. Like I like that Valiant is really going to be, I think 2017 is going to be a big year with them with the, the relaunch of EXO, uh, more titles coming out like Savage. You have um, definitely the Ninjak versus the Valiant universe web series partnering up with Bat and the Sun possibly this CW TV show and maybe hopefully some sprinklings we'll find out of like what's going to happen with them in their Sony deal for bringing things on the big screen. But this is a big year for Valiant. And it's about time. Yeah. <clears throat> absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's end out the show with a couple pieces of uh, video game nuggets. We, got a trailer in news of Marvel versus Capcom four or Marvel versus Capcom infinite. Did you watch the trailer? Did you get to see it? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm not a big fan of the game in the first place. <laughs> um, I'm not a big okay. fighting game game fan to start with. Yeah. I, the only funny game that ever really interests me was injustice. And that was a lot of fun. Um, mostly because it was Mortal Kombat style with DC superheroes. Now I've played the Capcom games. I owned number three and I just, I just can't get into it. I never got into it at the arcade. Um, It's such a cool concept. Like it's world building. Yes. And that's part of our episode (laughs) title. Um, But you know, I, I won't be buying it. So I, I, it's cool. It's been I mean, a super popular game for years. <laughs> I don't buy a lot of fighting games because of the fact that it's just me and I'm not going to force my wife to play shittily. Um, I can't play people online. I get my ass kicked. Yes. Injustice is one of the rare exceptions. But for me, Marvel vs. Capcom is also an exception. Um, I love those games i played them in the arcade especially marvel vs. capcom 2 then it came to dreamcast i played the shit out of it on dreamcast and then it came out for playstation the game i think is still worth the playstation 2 version is worth like a hundred dollars because of how rare it is it's like it's i mean i'm spider-man versus mega man like one of my favorite ever video game series with my favorite <laughs> hero. Like, it's just, it's bonkers. You know what I mean? So just that and, like, you know, they're going to add in, like, 3 did it too. But, like, 
more Resident Evil characters, you know what I mean? Like in the trailer, of course, they showed Iron Man versus Captain America, but, you know, like I personally am excited. Um, With these games, I don't necessarily need to see 3D graphics. I like the 2D animation form, and like with Street Fighter, I like that they kind of just... It's still 3D, but it's very much 2D. Like it's kind of cell shaded. I'd rather see that, but even still, I'm down. I'm in. I'll play it. I don't know. I'll probably buy it, but I I, I really like those games. So I'll come over and play it. You can come over and play. Well, you can nowadays you can play it online. You can own one. I own one. You can play it online. I'm not going to own one. I'm just going to come over and play yours. All right. See you in six hours. <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter. I've yeah. got. I've got a game that's going to devour the next five years of my life, probably. So Yeah, yeah. Which I need uh, to speak about for at least two seconds. Talk about it. Go on, uh, before we finish this out. Oh, I, with Final Fantasy, it's been a long time coming. The that I've always been a fan of Final Fantasy series from the day, I would say. I mean... Leading up to when I bought a PS3 and when I picked up Final Fantasy XIII, I was so disappointed in that game that I just stopped playing it. And that was kind of like my last experience with next-gen Final Fantasy. You know, I guess maybe the last great one I played was ten, And with fifteen, I haven't really experienced a game that is just so graphically intense uh, like this game I, I've only played probably about a couple hours into it I really haven't had too much time to play it but it's it's such a class like you feel you know when you play the classic ones where it's always just like you're running around and just like with the character on the map screen and stuff like that and it was just basic like questing and it wasn't too in, it wasn't too intense mm-hmm you know, like seven is seven is very like in your face. Like it goes and it just starts off very strong and, and just continues and goes and goes and goes. Um and then it kind of slows down in the middle. <laughs> this one is just it starts off and you have to watch the Kingsglaive movie in order to really for it to make total sense to you. But the concept behind it is just really different that you have like those th- your three best friends with you. And they're just like running around, and they're just like there's just conversation throughout. Um, they're like quipping back and forth. You do like your mini quests. You're driving around. You're interacting with characters. So it it really gives you that sense of the classic Final Fantasy, where you would just walk into a village and just talk to people, just like any classic um, RPG. RPG. And this and this is the first time with kind of, I guess I guess with a next gen console RPG where it is with the 3D graphics like this that I feel like it is actually like that Final Fantasy feeling I get that I used to get you know when I used to play um, the, the really old ones for like I guess you know I play them on my PSP now but like the ones from Super Nintendo um, before even PlayStation One so it's a, it's a really cool game and for any Final Fantasy fan I do recommend it. Um, it's it's really I just actually ran into the first huge monster in the game. Um you don't fight it. You have to actually like sneak around it to get an item 
And it's just like the massive scale of these monsters in the game kind of just like blew my mind. Because like, you're just like creeping around. It's kind of frightening because you don't want to wake it up. Um, and when it does wake up, it's it, it's like 50 times your size. And you're, <laughs> it's just like looking down at you. And it's, it's, I think, I think they did a really good job. I'll, I'll save my judgment for the end, but um, it's fun to play. And it's it's one of those games where you can play as much as you want at one time, or you know, you, you get stuck if you addicted to it, you're gonna keep playing it. But I just I just feel like it was a good investment on my part. Finally, well, we'll talk to you in another sixty hours. <laughs> yeah, most likely. Especially since it took them like ten years to make this game, so I'm sure you've got some time ahead of you. Yeah, yeah I can't believe it took them that long to make this game. Holy shit. Um, the next last piece is our favorite, one of our favorite studios, Naughty Dog. Um, Don't lie, it, was, it is our favorite. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Rock, Rock Steady, Rock Star, though, are both up there, but the. They announced a few games. Uh, Crash Bandicoot <laughs> Remastered was one of them, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, I mean, come on. It was super popular in Uncharted 4. <laughs> yes. It revitalized uh, everybody's love of that game. <laughs> exactly. Um, also, more importantly, a sequel to their very popular Last of Us game. Um, we're going to see Ellie... Which, since I have not finished Last of Us, I'm assuming Joel died, and Ellie is just starting in the game on her own. Why do you assume that he died when he's in the trailer? Was he? I didn't watch the trailer because I didn't want to spoil anything. Oh, well, Jesus, why did you see him in the first place? Well, fuck. <laughs> All right, so I guess they're both... Why are we, why are we even talking about this? <laughs> All right, so... It's, it's, it is Last your fault that you haven't finished that game. So yeah, it absolutely is. So... The, this is how they sell that game. It's like the well, the first game was about survival or something like that. This game is about hate <laughs> and revenge. So, okay, we'll see how the well, the trailer is kind of fucked up. Um, it's very. Well, I'm not gonna watch it until I finish the game. Yeah, you shouldn't. But it's yeah. it's cool. I can't wait. And yeah. then, <laughs> uh, fi- finally. Uncharted Five: The Lost Legacy. Five. It's just DLC. Is it? Yeah, I was, I was mistaken as well when I got really excited. Uh, it's it's Uncharted Four DLC. <laughs> okay. How I how I wish it was its own game. I thought it was its own game. Me too. Then Aaron, she actually pointed it out to me. It's DLC. You know what? Was there were old... so many different sites that reported that it was a new game. Yeah. Um, when I wrote it up for the article, that's when I noticed it was DLC. Really? Okay. So you start as Chloe, which Chloe was lost out of um, Uncharted 4. And it was like, you know, she was a huge part of the franchise in 2 and 3. So I did think that was really weird. Um, but she's back in this DLC. And yay for more Uncharted nay for it not being a whole new game just starring Chloe, which I would have been fine with, personally. Me too, but I mean, it's cool that it's DLC at the same time. Um, 
But I mean, it, it also opens up the doors for future Uncharted games outside of the Nathan Drake um, era. Yeah. Um. Exactly. So, like Nathan Drake's daughter. Right. Yeah, it could be. It's just called Drake's daughter. Uncharted no, Five. Drake's. Not, it's called. It's called The Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it could be that too. Um. But yeah, it's uh, it's exciting stuff coming out of uh, World Naughty Building. Dog. World building. Yeah. That's right. So, Chris, where can you find us? <laughs> you, uh, you can find us on don'tforgetatel.com. Uh, it's the only place to travel geekly. Um, Damn reviews, reviews, interviews, the utmost, um, you know bestest way you can spend your day uh, surfing the internets. Also, we have some great social media sites. Uh, we're part of what's called Facebook. I don't know if you've heard of that before. You faced <laughs> Facebook? Facebook, exactly. Facepalm. So don't forget to tell one on Facebook, uh, on Twitter, and Instagram, D-F-A-T-O-W-E-L, D-F-A-T-O-W-E-L. D-F-A-T-O-W-E-L. Exactly. And, you know, listen, if you're listening to us, um, either on Stitcher, if it's on iTunes, please feel free to rate and review us and share us. I know we haven't been around for a little while, but we'll be back. We'll be back more often. And you can definitely tell us, give us feedback, email us at, um, don't forget to tell one at gmail.com and we will respond back to you or leads, you know, I've, I've been noticing, and I don't know if the listeners are the same as the people who come to the site, and if you are, that's awesome. We've been getting a lot of people coming to the site and leaving us um, feedback uh, and the feedback form, which is fantastic. I actually got an article from a fan, um, Martha Brenneman, who sent over the Driving Dead article about the Oh, that's what that was? Yeah, yeah, it was from feedback. So about the articles that, or sorry, about the cars that you can drive in The Walking Dead. Um, we actually got another one today uh, for doing a review of a Geek Girl miniseries comic, um, which I think the Geek Girl miniseries comic is coming up from Marcosia, um, which is a new uh, comic book company, or I don't know if they're new or not, but yeah, so thank you for everyone who comes to the site and, and gives us the feedback. You can email us too. Sometimes it's a little bit easier. It's a little bit more personable. Um, you know, I can't respond as well on the feedback form, but we appreciate all of you guys coming to the site, checking us out, and um, it really means a lot. We've been going, jeez. 2012. Yeah, so over four years now and it's how Chris and I get out our anger and <laughs> the podcast also helps. It's better than killing it's better than killing younglings. Yeah. After a long a long day of uh Senate meetings and going through holocrons studies and mm-hmm. not killing younglings, this is the best way to get out our anger and frustration. <laughs> Midichlorian counts. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, 
thank you guys for listening. Thanks for leaving feedback. This is Casey saying, uh, you know, may the, may the force be with you. <laughs> this is Chris. We'll see you sooner than later. Later.